Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the host of Podcasting is the New Kink. And I'm so excited to welcome you to part three, where I am sharing more about me. I'm sharing my stories and my journeys. So welcome. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking all about my queer journey. (laughs) We're going to be talking about how I knew I was queer. I'm going to be talking about how knowing that conflicted with my religious upbringing and I'm gonna talk about my not coming out story. And I call it my not coming out story. You'll see why a little later, so just stay tuned. So, growing up, I always had a very fluid, I'd say, attraction spectrum. I liked or found attractive different things in different people. It would be like one person's eyes, like, oh my God, your eyes are so beautiful. Or maybe like a scar on someone else, like, damn, I really like you because of that scar. It's super sexy on you. Or, I don't know, maybe somebody's legs or something else. You know, it was just very different on different people. And growing up, I only knew about two genders. You know, that's what you learn in school, right? You learn there are men and women and that's it. There's nothing in between. There's nothing on the outside of that. It's just men and women, period, (laughs) right? So I knew I was attracted to things about both genders, but I really didn't understand what that meant for me. So for example... I knew that I was attracted to like curviness in women. Like think about the cartoons of the 90s, like the mayor's secretary from the Powerpuff Girls, right? Or the mom from Cow and Chicken. Or like think about like Mrs. Incredible, Elastigirl, right? Curvy, big booty, big hips, that type of thing, right? So I knew that was something I was attracted to. I also knew, and I'm basing all of my attractions on what I was seeing mostly on TV, not necessarily what I was seeing in person, because I wasn't really attracted to anything that I was seeing in person for the most part. Um, But I was very attracted to a lot of the things I saw on TV. So another example of that is I knew I really liked the like more androgynous looking men on TV, or let's say boys, because they were definitely boys on TV and in music videos. And really, when I say that, what I really mean is like, (laughs) you know, the skinny white boys with like the mom haircuts, right? Like, think about Sean from Boy Meets World, right? Or Alan from Even Stevens, right? Or I freaking, I was in love with Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) Um, but it wasn't just white boys, right? I, I loved, I really liked black boys with long hair, right? You think about Lil Bow Wow at that time or Omarion. Those were definitely things that I was attracted to. And as I got older, these attractions, they just, they grew. <laughs> they expanded into different things. 
but those main attractions absolutely still stand. <laughs> now, one thing I do want to mention is that I use the term queer. I don't really use anything else because none of the other labels really resonate with me anymore. Um, at one point, I call myself bisexual. At one point, I call myself pansexual. Um, and even then, <laughs> when I was calling myself bisexual and pansexual, queer always just felt good to me. That always felt like home. So I just use queer. I don't really care for labels either. Um, and I don't want to be specific, but I, I love souls and, you know, I don't really care about the packaging that it comes in the meat suit, as long as it's attractive to me. <laughs> right. And I know that now, but back then, boy, was I confused. You know how in the church they say, like, you know, when somebody is gay or queer or other, they call them confused. And <laughs> I know that's bullshit, right? But then it absolutely resonated with me. I'm like, maybe I am just confused because I don't know what the hell is going on. And it didn't help that I grew up in a church where, you know, queerness is damned. You know, you are destined to go to hell, straight to hell if you're even thinking about being in a same-sex relationship, right? So let me go back a little bit and maybe explain that a little further because my religious upbringing, my family is Christian, Baptist Christian. Um, I grew up going to church literally every day. I'm not exaggerating at all. I'm not being funny. I'm talking serious, like I was literally in the church every day. Sunday, you have your church service, right? Monday, you have some other meeting for something, I don't know. Tuesday, you would have maybe choir rehearsal, right? Wednesday would be praise dance rehearsal. Thursday would be Bible study. Friday would be another meeting for something else. And Saturday would be life-changing fellowship, right? Because the church that I grew up in, they stopped having Sunday school and they changed it to life-changing fellowship, which was on Saturdays. And my family, big part of the church. Um, so my family was involved in the cleaning of the church and they did that on Saturdays. Also, my mom was at one point the administrative assistant to the pastor. So yeah, when I say I was there every day, I am not joking. I'm dead ass. I was in the church every damn day. And with that, I grew up being told that most of what I thought was wrong. I grew up being told that, you know, questioning my elders is disrespectful. Like, you don't even question them. Even when you're being disrespected by those elders. Like, <laughs> it's not a two-way street. It's just you're being disrespectful and that's it. It don't matter how I talk to you. I can say whatever I want to you because I'm an elder, you know? I've paid my dues by letting my elders talk to me however they want. So now that I'm an elder, I can talk to you however I want. It crazy. I grew up being told how I feel is wrong. I grew up being told that I need to suppress myself and suppress my urges. And I really grew up thinking, you know what, something must be wrong with me because what the fuck, this is not working. 
I grew up wanting to people please. <clears throat> now that all ended when I got to college. <laughs> and here we come to my not coming out, right? So a cousin of mine came out when I was in high school. We both were in high school. I won't say her name, but it's someone who's very close to me. Um, when she came out, I'll be honest, I went through a lot of different emotions. Um, you know, I felt shocked, betrayed, like out of the loop, very curious, a lot of different things. <laughs> now, at first, I'll be honest, I was not with the shits. Like, somehow I felt like, oh my God, you are shining a light on all of us by doing this. Now, her coming out had absolutely nothing to do with me, <laughs> but I was not trying to get caught up in that light at all, you know, and it it was bringing up a lot of things that I was trying to suppress, you know, I was already telling myself that I was wrong for feeling these ways and thinking these things and I was suppressing this stuff and here she come trying to be all free and I'm like, uh-uh, stop that. Because, you know, that's how it works, right? When when you are not allowing yourself to be yourself, other people can't be themselves around you. Like, uh-uh, it, it, it doesn't work. But then I saw how my family started to treat my cousin. And pff, let me tell you, that made me do a total, complete 180 because I never understood how you could treat family like that. I never understood how you could like really shun someone. Now, my family was the type of family who literally like accepted strays in off the street. I'm exaggerating. That's definitely an exaggeration. But I have a lot of extended family that are not related by blood, but that, you know, would do anything for me. I would do anything for them. So my family really accepted a lot of people that were not blood. But then when it came time to really be accepting and show God's love, right? They chose to shun my cousin and the person that she brought around, they started to like, oh no, we got to fix you. We got to lay hands on you and pray for you. And when that don't work, we got to beat your ass because you're not listening. But my cousin was resilient. She, at that time in her life, was very much a rebel. So I'm not going to talk about her motivations because I don't honestly know what they were, but the fact that she was resilient in this fight and she was a rebel for this cause, I was 100% behind her. I think she pushed us all. <laughs> you know, I have to admit, she absolutely pushed me, but more so than me, she pushed a whole older generation of Christian thinking. She made her parents accept it, you know? And I felt like each one of us in this generation of cousins, we all had to push our parents a little bit more so that we could pave the way for the next generation. 
Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company, Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com. That's P I N K. L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D dot com. You see me, on the other hand, I never came out. (laughs) Because of everything that happened with her, I was just like, I'm not doing this. I just started to bring the women that I was dating around, honestly. It was like, y'all don't have no problem with the men I'm dating, so y'all better treat the women that I'm dating the same way, period. I remember having a conversation with my mom um, where she kind of asked me the question. She asked me about somebody I was dating at the time. She asked me, who is this woman? (laughs) Who is she to you? Now, at the time, if I'm being honest, I was really on my shit. (laughs) So everybody that I was dealing with and dating, I was calling a friend. I mean, we were friends. The friendship was put first. It's just, you know, there was some extra stuff going on on the side sometimes. (laughs) So when my mom asked me this question, I'm like, she's a friend. But to be honest, I really felt attacked and I had no idea where this convo was going. So it was really like a snappiness back like, who is this woman? She's a friend. What you mean? Like, what you questioning me for? (laughs) Right? So she asked me, what type of friend is she? Me, being a smart ass, I'm like, she the same type of friend as my ex. Because, like I said, at that time, I was calling everybody my friend. My ex was still in the picture. We were talking and maybe sometimes doing some extracurriculars or whatever. But he would be around at times. And I'd be like, yeah, this is my friend. So when I said the same type of friend as my ex, she knew exactly what I meant. And from that conversation, she asked me, and I'll never forget this because it was just like, whoa. She asked me if she would have to change her heart. Now, when she asked me that, I just, I told her no, and I walked out, and I was just like, I'm not dealing with this shit no more. I was just really shocked and appalled and was like, what the fuck? Like I said earlier, I felt attacked, and I did not know what to do with the situation. And honestly... I didn't really have an answer because, bro, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm dealing with. I know what my upbringing has taught me. I know what I feel in my heart. I know what you Christians, and when I say Christians, y'all, I'm doing air quotes like a mug. I know what you Christians have showed me about y'all character and about, you know, what you believe in Christianity But I just, I don't know. I don't know, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know what I want. (laughs) Like, 
I don't know. That person was actually my friend. You know, like I said, we were doing some extracurriculars on the side, but that person was actually my friend. The friendship came first. I was young and having fun, you know? Like, I didn't want to deal with your drama because you feel like what I'm doing is wrong. And I felt like I shouldn't have had to deal with it, <laughs> to be honest. I look at that situation a lot differently now, knowing what I know about myself. Um, and I do wish maybe I would have handled it a little differently. Maybe had a conversation with my mom, if no one else. But like I said, at that point, I didn't know. And it was because I was having all of this craziness go through my head about what I should be and what I should think and how I should feel according to the Bible and how some people interpret the Bible. And I mean, I still, I still feel like I shouldn't have to explain my sexuality to anybody, you know, at all. I don't think that anybody should have to come out. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you feel comfortable doing, then more power to you. But I just feel like straight people don't come out. Straight people don't have a sit down with their family and be like, you know, I am going to date somebody of the opposite sex and I just wanted you all to know. <laughs> so there's no reason that anybody who is dating somebody of the same sex or even if you're, say, you know, bisexual, but you're dating somebody of the opposite sex, it just, I don't think you should have to disclose that information. If you want to share it, more power to you. I'm all about sharing. I think our stories absolutely need to be told. But if you don't want to share, that's your business. And it's nobody's business but your own. Period. <laughs> so. Now, I know exactly who I am. I know what I want. Well, I know who I am at 31 because something else that I do know is that I am forever changing. I'm forever growing into more of me. And I probably won't fully know myself for another, who knows, couple of decades, right? These 50-year-old women out here are fucking doing it, okay? <laughs> but what's more important to me is that I am not afraid to go after what I want or who I want, right? I am no longer afraid to share the different parts of my life with the world, with my family, with whoever, you know? I really feel grateful that I get to share those things. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, I am going to talk about my entrepreneurship journey. And that is definitely <laughs> an interesting journey. So make sure you check it out. Stay tuned. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about on this episode, you can DM me on Instagram at pinkladyprod. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y. P-R-O-D, or you can email me 
at jasmine at pinkladyprod.com. Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E. If you want more info about Pink Lady Productions or me, you can visit our website at pinkladyprod.com. Subscribe to Podcasting is the new kink for updates on new episodes, and please feel free to share it. Also, please rate and review the show. Peace.